The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning, and thanks for joining. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne Schluter. I am not Dr. Leanne Schluter. My name is Jeremy. Our special guest is Dr. Leanne Schluter. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being on your own show. (laughs) We've done this once before. You were also on the Freedom 95 Voices of Freedom podcast. You can still find that at freedom95.us slash podcasts, where we go in-depth in the person of Dr. Leanne Schluter. I just saw that on our YouTube channel too, Greenwood Family Chiropractic on YouTube. I think it was maybe some short clips. Oh, yes, you did. Um, you were great with child last year. Yes. Two I, years ago. A very, very pregnant face. And uh, there are some <laughs> videos on our website as well. Thanks for tuning in today. And, and thank you to Dr. Leanne Schluter for agreeing to do maybe a bit of a personality profile program. Let people get to know you a little bit. I think nine and a half years is a long time to be on the radio. People probably feel like they do know you. Is that something that you think about very often, especially here in the Indianapolis area? You put yourself out there for an hour, two hours, actually, with the Sunday Night Rerun. For listeners to get to know you, is that something you think about, you feel, that people kind of get that inside glimpse? You're a bit of a public figure? Um, I think I present myself on the radio the same way I do in practice. There's no question that I won't answer. There's no, I don't, I don't have a lot of personal boundaries because the lifestyle that we live, I want people to know about. And so if someone asks me my thought process on, you know, a a disease process or family conception, right? Trying or preventing those aspects that might be very personal and maybe inappropriate. Those are ones that I want to share with so I feel like it's just a larger audience, you know, so it's, it's just an aspect that I guess I didn't realize how much I shared until a couple months ago, my dad referenced something. I can't even remember what it was, but I very vividly remember never speaking to him about that. And I didn't realize that he listened to my podcast as often and frequently as he did. And I was like, how did you know that? And he was like, you talked about it on the radio. Everyone knows that. And I said, oh. Yeah, that could be a bit of a wake-up call. I know at times it probably feels like you're sitting in a room talking into a fuzzy microphone cover. But there's great value in that connection. I'm not trying to sell the power of radio. but Oh, yeah. Well, because there are stories often that I will tell on the radio that my friends and I hanging out on a Friday night with our kids, I might not tell. And not because it's not important or it's not applicable. It's just, you know, sometimes conversations deviate one way or the other. So even those aspects that there are stories that I share on the radio that I might not have necessarily even shared with my husband, just an everyday passing with children. And so it's just, there's a lot of stories to be told. And sometimes some people get them and sometimes uh, people I don't know on the radio get them. 
It's your stage. Yeah. You get to be in control. It's my soapbox. Sometimes. Yeah. I try to make it an appropriate soapbox. It's a gentle soapbox. Yeah. Encouraging and educational. I want to go back to a story you told me when you were on our podcast about your former fear of public speaking (laughs) to the point where you said you were in Toastmasters and you were only the person that was giving the time cues. Yes. And you were still sweating bullets. Yep. Take me from the journey to that, which is, to me, an extreme stage fright, to literally having public speaking, not just on the radio, but live events and everything else that you do. Public speaking, large part of your career. Oh, yeah. Especially now with colleagues speaking on the platform to other chiropractors and chiropractic assistants and students. I think the largest one was 1,300. No. Interesting. I giggled a little bit because uh, our church had a guest pastor and was talking about anxiety. Mm -hmm. And he said the number one biggest fear people have more than death is public speaking. (laughs) So I I can resonate with that. Definitely. I think the transformation more candidly came that I truly believe God wouldn't have opened these doors had he not put a purpose for me to serve there. Does that make sense? Like there, there is knowledge that I have to share, whether it be to individuals, whether that be to, you know, my parents or my kids or my friends, or, you know, at a conference that there's 1300 other chiropractors and chiropractic assistants and students and, you know, their family that you have to speak to. It's you, you, we're presented a platform, got open doors that you have this platform. And so I think the hardest part of speaking that I've realized now is not the getting up there and speaking. It's speaking to transform. I can get up and speak about anything for 10 minutes. Like you can talk about um, gardening for 10 minutes. You can talk about toenail polish for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like me. Well, maybe. You could. Yeah. <laughs> I could do the gardening. You take the polish. <laughs> Right. But you can get up and speak about anything for 10 minutes, but your ultimate goal is to have people walk away with knowledge and the action. I think speaking to transform is what becomes hard. And that's what is for me now more intimidating is that my biggest fear is that I, I stand in front of 10 people or a hundred people or 1300 people and they leave and say, well, that was nice. But they don't, they don't, there's nothing that has been transpired to uh, ignite action, whether that be from health or mindset or whatever that may be. That's a big thing. You have this platform to serve a purpose. What is that purpose and are you serving it well? That's what, so I think when you have that one, it, it, I mean, I still get nervous. I always still get nervous, but when you have that in the back of your mind, it cuts the edge off a little bit. Yeah. I've always said everybody has a story to tell the strongest introvert could speak eloquently about a topic that they care about. What kind of gets to me is when you come in to do your show and you may or may not have it prepped. (laughs) Let's say you do, but we're talking nine and a half years of shows and not a ton of repeat topics. Or if you do repeat a topic, it's from a different angle. Yeah. That's a lot of material just off. Even your most prepared shows, you don't come in with a printed outline And you read your show when you position yourself to be a voice on the radio, not in an egotistical way, but you're saying I am an expert qualified to talk about this. 
now when you talk about chiropractic that makes sense because that's your practice but you dive into so many different areas of health and you're able to sit here and speak about that for an hour a lot of times off the top of your head is that a learned skill is that flying by the seat of my pants (laughs) motherhood has helped me with that an eloquence maybe we should talk about that as well but there's an eloquence and a confidence it takes to do that i mean i think i want to set the base foundation and what's what I like about this as well is that I continue to keep learning. I saw a video more recently. It was about sulforaphanes. And I was like, oh, that's like when you cook. But the broccoli and the mustard seed actually helps you um, do that. It's helpful for detoxification, all these. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Like five years ago, I didn't know anything about sulforaphane. Mm-hmm. But now I do. Yeah. And why? Because I had to force myself to dive down and learn more research. So it just broadens like FMU, Functional Medicine University has broadened those horizons, doing more functional medicine in the office where it forces me to continue to keep, I was watching videos this morning about AA and EPA ratios while I put my makeup on. (laughs) Like, you know, I don't know how normal that is, but I enjoy it. And that knowledge that not everyone's going to watch those videos. So um, I don't know that that answered your question yeah continuing education is a big part of your professional career but also you have an appetite it's a it's a requirement as a doctor every year as chiropractors we need to have 12 hours of continuing education units uh four of them need to be risk management though that being said they could be absolutely garbage you know and still qualify yeah absolutely or it could be something that broadens your knowledge a little bit more and they're all to be good doctors but you know 12 hours if i was to count all the hours of actual continuing education like 12 is laughable i have 12 documented ones that are approved through the state you know but that being said hundreds of hours continuing to learn whether it be through chiropractic research or nutritionally based or detoxification wise so it's just all aspects You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne Schluter. My name is Jeremy. Our special guest today is Dr. Leanne Schluter. Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, or greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. This past winter, you celebrated 10 years of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. When we come back, I am going to ask what 2022 Dr. Leanne would say to 2012 Dr. Leanne. listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at Freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. topic is Dr. Leanne Schluter, a bit of a personality profile of the doctor here on Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne Schluter. Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853 or greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Also active on social media, I might add, look up Greenwood Family Chiropractic 
on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Dr. Leanne Schluter, a professional Facebook page, right? Dr. Leanne Schluter? Correct. And you do some vids on there? I do. Some continuing uh, resources, education. I talked about your 10-year anniversary, had a celebration in the office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, corner of uh, 135 and Fairview in Greenwood. So 2012, you are not an Indiana resident, come here basically on faith, start a practice, start a business. You're young. Uh, you're still very young. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Just ten but, years, ten years older t- than young. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> what kinds of things were, were percolating in your head as you celebrated the ten years? And what advice would you have given the uh, the 2012 version of yourself? I feel like this one elicits more emotion than it probably should for me. That whole week was very emotional. When I set out in 2012 to open up a practice. I never wanted to be the glorified Advil. I never wanted to be the bat cracker come in. I wanted to be one who was alongside of people's lives. And I've always been really candid about that. Health doesn't, you don't lose your health overnight. You don't regain your health overnight. Health is a journey. It's not a destination. It's a destination that I wanted to be on with people. And so it was very, to go back and look at all patients who'd started in the first two years of practice and to see how many, one was a younger couple who now have three children with their fourth on the way. Um, I had one gentleman who was in his, I think early sixties when he started. And he said, I feel better every single day. Like I feel better now, 10 years later than I did 10 years ago. I'm 10 years older. And he unfortunately moved shortly after our tenure. And when he said, you probably don't remember about our very new patient appointment. I said, I want to be able in 10 years. My, he asked what my tenure goal is. He said, I want to be able to play with my grandkids. And he's like, that's where I'm moving now. Mm. I'm going to move to play with my grandkids. And he teared up. And so he had big tears in his eyes. And then I had big tears in my eyes and we just hugged. And so it's that, that, that is it. Like that was ultimately my goal. And so I think that the advice that I would give myself 10 years ago is that it's hard, but it's worth it. Any small business owner listening right now knows when you say it's hard. Managing people, managing a small business, cancel culture, all of those things, like having a, and especially we go against the norm for everything that we think, right? We're not necessarily in agreement with a lot of mainstream media and PCP thought processes. So when we take that step back to look, like it's hard. There's been a lot of adversity. But when you look at the families now who are changing the way that they raise their kids and they feed their kids, like that that changes their DNA and their lifetime and like how they how those children of those young parents, like how they now will live will likely change the way that they raise their kids. And so you look at this kind of generational change that started just from this young mid-20s, early to mid-20s couple who came in and said, hey, I think this sounds like something that I want to do from a chiropractic standpoint. And now actually like live the wellness, like they live the chiropractic lifestyle, the wellness lifestyle to see that 
um, is so gratifying. Having a man who's like, yes, I'm moving so that I can spend, like, what does that mean to his kids and then his grandkids that he gets to spend time with? Like, I know what the memories are with my kids and their grandmas and grandpas and my memories that I have with my mom and dad. And so I think about just them being able to do what they can do now because of what they learned in the office is so gratifying. And that is why I set out to do what I what I do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Though that being said, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. To know you and to listen to you on the radio, you were definitely somebody who was raised extremely holistic, who wanted to do this your entire life, who had a passion for going against the culture and the mainstream medical model and all that. And here you are living your dream, right? Yeah. I mean, because I actually know your story and that you were not raised in this. Are you surprised some Cheesy days... gordita crunches yeah. was my fifth meal in college. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how, um, how deep-seated the passion for holistic living has become second nature isn't even like strong enough of a term. I mean, this is your life. This is your passion. This is your why. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I've seen now raising three kids that we talk about that we make decisions that make our bodies healthy and strong. And so it's like a thought process. Like, Oh, I have a cut on my hand. Right. But your body heals because you're healthy and strong. Right. Like just those you know, or when they deviate the course, I don't want to be a dictator, but we talk sure. about how they feel, right? Like we went to a hockey game and we were there with another couple. They got each one of my kids their own full bag of cotton candy <laughs> and my oldest barfed that evening. Like I can't imagine what his blood sugar was in that tiny little body. Mm. He had hey, okay. How did that make you feel? We went to another hockey game a couple weeks later. I said, hey, do you want a snack? He said, mom, I don't want to do cotton candy, <laughs> you know? So like that changes, like I'm going to allow them to make those choices and the healthier that they eat, the worse they're going to feel when they make those bad choices. But then with my mom, who's had a health journey of her own, my dad and his wife, who's had her health journey, you know, just to kind of see that and how that looks and how they have slowly implemented those lifestyle changes and how it's had an effect on their overall health, that has been really gratifying too, to see it. Like I, I ship out supplements all the time to my parents and my brother. I just shipped them out some last week, my sister-in-law. It's awesome to be able to see them all making those changes too. Like I want that for patients, but I want that for my family too. Do you think that the tide is turning at all because I have worked alongside you and listened to you for almost a decade now, some of these truths and some of these concepts, they no longer sound foreign to me. <laughs> but I don't know that one could say our culture, our society is becoming healthier. But I feel like there is a building awareness. There are more farmers markets. There's a healthy cafe food shop as you drive down the road. There's, I think, more of a demand for non-sugar drinks and even amongst my friends like I'll bring up something and they will have at least heard of that concept so do you think the general tide is turning at all are we making progress because I know as a society we're not healthy meh yeah <laughs> right so I think what's in front of you you focus on like like the car, you buy a car, you yeah. see it on the road, yeah. Or like for, and this would be a less applicable one for you, like the nail polish, but like pregnant, you know, you've got like a time where you think you're pregnant and then all of a sudden you see like all of these pregnant women or you like buy the car, right? And then you see that car all the time. What you focus on, you see more. And 
when I think about that aspect, I will say that there are some more options. There's also a lot of greenwashing too, though, Mm. that they make you think that you're doing really good, healthy things when in reality, it's not. Their marketing trumps the actual quality in terms of health of the product, if that makes sense. I feel as if it's more forefront of mine about how, you know, 10 years ago, I'd have to be like, as a society in the United States, are we healthy or sick? And it would probably be 50-50. And then five years, so probably 2017, I would ask that question, you know, as a society, and maybe 10 to 20% would believe that we were healthy as a society. And now I just don't ask it because most people know that we are one of the sickest nations in the entire world. Though that being said, just because people acknowledge it doesn't mean people are doing anything to really change or be proactive about it. So I think that's the problem. That one, we've built kind of our thought process and health bubble. We listen to more health-related issues. We take action for our own health. Though that being said, I still see it on all other sides of the coin that there are you know, or, or for example, we have more medical doctoral referrals in the last year than I have in the eight of my first year. Like the, you know, year one to year eight. Right. If you were to take your one to year eight and then your nine and ten, so like the last two years, yeah. and take the referrals from medical doctors in the last two years versus the first eight years, they they equal the same. Why? Um, because I think. I think people are realizing, one, with the opioid crisis, that doctors' hands are kind of tied from a pain relief standpoint, though the safety and efficacy of chiropractic has been shown to be exponentially more. I mean, I think, though that, but that's our, but that's our circle, you know, when you get outside of that circle, then people are like, oh, chiropractic kills. And, you know, if you have cancer, we don't care what you eat. We just want you to gain weight. So if you want that milkshake, you have that milkshake. And you're like, what? but we literally know that sugar feeds cancer. That's why PET scans are radioactive glucose. But yet their, their attention is to weight, not to the health of cells. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's still there. It's still present. It's just what forefront of mind to us is more candid than the other stuff, I think. Because you say it all the time. You are not anti-medicine. Time and a place. Correct. You probably have a really healthy push and pull with the medical industry, but you talked about not being mainstream and how it's not been easy. I mean, what all do you face as far as the old school reputation of chiropractic? I'm sure that's still there. People who want to rack up their vaccine numbers, (laughs) that's out there. Medical, like you just said, not having the same vision as you. I mean, what all, it's not you against the world kind of mentality. You don't live your life that way, but it's coming from all sides. Well, I think the, I think that's where you have to, you have to change the thought process, right? Like the thought process has to change is that everyone will, I literally, oh, here's a good, here's a good conversation to be had. I was at a coffee shop the other day and I was there with a bunch of big wig CVS district managers, regional managers, district managers. And they were talking about how cold and flu season's coming and how we need to ensure that we get our vaccine numbers up for the flu shot. And I quote, they said, 
when when people don't feel bad following their vaccines, they said, we're not supposed to let the patient make that decision. Don't worry about the side effects. Stop thinking about that and think about the disease. They're, quote unquote, as a blessing in the curse. And that as it becomes age related, the wheels fall off the bus. And they said they get like, where are our immunization goals, right? Which immunization is questionable, but like their vaccine goals. But like there's a faster ROI. How do we incentivize our pharmacy team? All of this stuff happened. And you're like, how, if you are going to say, here, we're going to get the flu. We're not going to talk about how bad you feel after the flu shot. And we're not going to talk about the lack of efficacy about the flu shot. We're not going to talk about the chemicals in the aluminum and the marisol, um, which is mercury in the the flu shot we're just going to talk about how you know this age related thing like the wheels fall off your bus because you're old Mm. you know and that's what we're going to talk about how dare i as a platform of educational purposes not share the other side of the coin so that person can be educated about making the best decision for their health i have said it a thousand times and i will say it again the worst decision that you can make as an adult is an uneducated one and so that's for all regards is it the amount of shots that you want is it the um, medication that you want to take? Is it the the fact that you don't want to exercise, right? Like, you know, the risks of not exercising. What are there? Like, what are the cost benefit ratios of all of these things? There's two sides to everything. You There's a benefit to getting adjusted. What's the risk? You got to drive here. You can get in a car accident, right? <laughs> like there's a there's a risk benefit ratio to anything that you do in life. But the sad part is, is that So many times we only are shown the very small aspect of what would benefit that company or that individual. And we say, don't we don't let the patient make that decision. Mm -hmm. Steer them away from how bad they're going to feel after the flu shot and that it's not effective year after year after year. And just tell them that this is what they need to get because they're old. (laughs) Right. So like my platform is about, well, let me educate you on the other. And if you get the flu shot, I'm still going to love you either way. Mm. That's okay. Hey, you want to, if that's the, this, if that's the health plash you want to take, like, I'll still you love you. Ev- if you're in my office, if you're not in my office, I will still love you every single way. My job is not to make friends. My job is to educate you so that you can make a better educated decision in total. Right. That's good. You were a health professional and a business owner, a small business owner through a pandemic. You mm-hmm. have to have unique perspective. I want to hear about that. We'll do that next. listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Here's Dr. Leanne. Before the break, we were talking a little bit about self-education when it comes to vaccines and shots, and we also referenced that there was a pandemic that happened. Some may or may not remember, but we'll back up two years ago when the pandemic hit. Like I said, you were a health professional and a small business owner, probably uniquely qualified to speak about these trying times, those trying times. What do you remember about the early days trying to keep the doors open, uh, trying to keep a level head, trying to continue to educate people. It's just such a, there was not a lot of grace that was offered by patients, (laughs) just general people. It was very interesting. 
So I had to keep telling people, like, thank you for your grace and your patience. This is our first pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) So we're, we're a little bit unsure about how to navigate. It was stressful. Kentucky office, chiropractic office closed. So I had a friend who was actually at my house visiting for the weekend when she found out that her office had to close. So they're figuring out how to text patients and let them know. And so then we were unsure if that was going to happen in our office. What was interesting is people didn't want to go to the emergency room when they threw their back out. So guess where they came? Our office. (laughs) You know, so it's just one mm -hmm, where people would typically go to the ER so that they could get muscle relaxer and a pain reliever. They ended up at ours. So we actually saw quite a bit of new patients as the pandemic came. I was just unsure of what the entirety was going to look like. So that aspect's stressful. But, I mean, we kept on all of our team. I am good with managing finances. So, you know, operating expenses covered for several months. Just, and I don't know, in case a pandemic came. (laughs) So that was nice to be able to know that I could offer security to the people who were team members at our office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. But it was it was stressful. It was terrifying trying to navigate through doing things right and still helping people and just the whole aspect of it. What do you think we learned? Maybe we're not in the clear. I don't know. Depends who you listen to. But what were some of the byproducts of going through that from a health standpoint? I know you would come in here to do your show and you didn't want to talk about it. You were tired of talking about it. But you do enjoy talking about immune system and making good choices and preparing your body for trauma. So was there any kind of shift in the way that people think about health, do you think? I think it made us realize when you look at the death rate from COVID, the mortality rate was exponentially higher with a couple things. Yeah, They looked at low vitamin D levels, low zinc levels. They looked at if you had a pre-existing condition, diabetes, pre-diabetic, hypertension, right? Like those were aspects that made mortality go up. And we can, we can sit in a place where we say, yes, but that's just, it runs in my genes. But oftentimes the way that families eat, you know, they eat together. So they, they're eating the same foods. Their exercise routine is often similar. And so we have to look at, is that really genes or is that more lifestyle that comes down the chute? So you look at this, these are the things that we've been preaching all along where why is it that we have this germ theory where we fear the germ and we fear the germ with all the things, the masks, the sanitizers, the wipes, the, we fear the germ, but that same germ can infect two different people standing right next to each other and it kills one person and the other one doesn't even know that they have it. Mm -hmm. Why? It's the host. Like we don't, we've taken away all responsibility and allowed ourselves as a society to go through this quick fix Amazon mindset struggle where it's like, if it's more than two days, then it's not worth my time. And so we don't want to put anything in. And so we just, we use prescriptions as an excuse sheet to not make any lifestyle changes. 
right? Like I, a guy came in, he's like, I don't have high blood pressure. I'm like, you're literally on three high blood pressure medications. He's like, yeah, but I don't have high blood pressure. I'm like, it's managed with medication. You have hypertension, you know, because they just see it as, oh, I don't make any changes. It gets high again, you just go on the fourth one. Like, when does it stop? When do you realize the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? And now all of a sudden we're on nine different medications and then we can't figure out how our body burdened with these disease processes, burdened with additional medication, burdened with, I'm sure, not the best nutrient load, not any oxygen because we're not working out. We're sitting at our desk all day long. And then we get this bug and we can't figure out why it kills us. I mean, it's just one where you have these other countries who are like, oh, yeah. I was going to just like a blip on the radar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been a while, but you have done drug-free warrior screams on your show. Mm-hmm. You say it all the time. You don't put people on medication. You don't take them off. Correct. But you do have success stories. I don't know if you want to tell one specifically, but what is the reward? What's that reward like when, when somebody's able to put their last medication in the bucket? <laughs> uh, it's painful. It's a painful journey. One of the women who was on two blood pressure medications, she came in one morning, I'll never forget. And I was like, hey, how are you? And she was like, I passed out this morning. Mm. I was like, well, that's that's a red flag. She said, yeah, I donate blood. And I went to go donate. And they said that my blood pressure was too low and that I couldn't donate blood. And she's like one of the avid, you know, has like the gallon sticker on her car of how much blood she's donated. So it really is something that's important to her. She does very frequently. And I said, aren't you on two blood pressure medications? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, you need to go see your doctor. And she was like, yep, he took me off one. And I'm like, okay, what's your blood pressure now? And she's like, well, it's still low. Because I was like, are you going to come work out? She's like, I can't. If I stand up too fast, I pass out. It's like, how many blood pressure medications are you on? She's like, I feel awful. And I was like, because it's a medication you probably no longer need. Go talk to your PCP. And he took her off of it. And so, though, oftentimes... When you start reversing that. Now, once you're on the other side of that, she's wonderful. Like now she's in her early 70s. She's on no medication. It's changed her life. But the process to get there was hard and it was not by chance, mm-hmm. right? We do adjusting. We teach people. But why is it that every person who comes into the office doesn't lose 10 pounds, reduces their blood pressure, and reverses their type 2 diabetes? And it's because they listen to the information. They fail to take action. There's responsibility that falls on that individual for their own health. I tell people it's your health, it's your choice. It's so people don't want to be held accountable to that that aspect of when it comes down to it. Do you want the macaroni and cheese cheeseburger, or do you want to have the salad? And you're like, it's fine because if my weight goes up, I don't care how much I weigh. And my blood pressure goes up. There's just a pill for that. Oh. Got another segment left with our special guest, Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. I want to know, we'll put her on the hot seat a little bit, what is the hardest holistic change that might still be difficult to this day? We'll ask that next. listening to maximize your life with dr leanne we're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com you're listening to maximize your life with dr leanne we're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com Dr. 
Don't adjust your sets. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne Schluter. I am Jeremy. Our special guest is Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Check them on social media. Search Greenwood Family Chiropractic on Facebook and Instagram and look at Dr. Leanne Schluter's public figure page, I believe is what they call it on Facebook. It's a bit of a personality profile show today as we've been picking Dr. Leanne's brain on a wide variety of topics. And one thing I mentioned before the break is um, to live the holistic lifestyle. You make a series of choices each and every day that add up to hopefully a healthier sum of the parts. For you, this is something you live, teach, breathe, eat, drink, day in and day out. What is something that maybe was a super hard change for you to make or remains a difficult, constant choice uh, when it comes to lifestyle? Um, I would say the first one, the one that I changed the last, was probably my cleaning products. I don't know, it was hard for me to buy into the fact that like vinegar would clean as well as bleach. <laughs> and there was something that was very satisfying in my mind, which obviously I know it's just probably like fumes burning up brain cells. But there was something about the smell of bleach that was somewhat gratifying. Hmm. Yes. So there's that. So that was the hardest. But now that I've transitioned over... It's been something that I've been very conscious of, especially with littles on the floor, you know, just so much chemicals in their little itty bitty bodies. I would say the more recent one is that I, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. There's a new pizza place that opened and we're, we're gluten free, minimal dairy. Yeah. I can't say no dairy because string cheese is just organic string cheese. is just an easy snack. High protein, high fat. Um, but there was a new pizza place that opened and I was like, yep, I'll have a couple pieces and it doesn't need to be gluten free. Yeah. Get a little za. Yeah. And I felt really bad for a couple of days. And then several weeks later, I, we ordered it again and it was a, another family. So there's like a lot of us gluten free was small and I'm like, I'll just, it's fine. I'll just do like one or two pieces. I did mostly salads. <sighs> and then... I felt really bad for like four or five days. And so I did not learn my lesson that my body is still like, oh, you put a bunch of gluten on me. I hate you for a week. So I just, I still do it where I'm like, I'm going to eat that. Like pasta is one thing that I won't do. That's just one thing that I know is going to like standard pasta, but like pizza. So now I'm just like, well, my I don't know. I guess in a couple of months, if I forget how bad I felt, that was just a couple of weeks ago. I did it last, but I did it two times in a row and I felt really bad two times in a row. But I clearly didn't learn my lesson. So maybe third time's a charm. Yeah. You have spoken about um, you and your husband and how you desire for him to be the leader of the household, spiritual leader, head of the household, but you are more educated on health. And so maybe there's somebody out there listening who has taken in your concepts for a few years, but the rest of the family isn't on board, or maybe the spouse or the partner isn't on board, or maybe it's just one's more than the other. And we hear Dave Ramsey talk to couples all the time about this, where how do I convince, how do I persuade? And he tells them to show, to live your life, to make your decisions, 
and to model that for them, what would you say to somebody who maybe is ready to make these changes, but the family's not? It's a lot harder as a married person than as a single to make big sweeping health changes. Yeah, I agree with this. My husband was not naturally minded at all when we first met. And I was I was just candid with them. I said, I'm not your mom, I'm your wife. So, and I, and if I'm preparing the meals, I'm not preparing to, <laughs> like, absolutely not. And that actually stands true with my children as well. So, and I am their mom. That's <laughs> true. It's science. Yeah. It's just, listen, I'm making one healthy meal. You either eat it or you're hungry. You know, we have a rule in our house. It's, uh, you either eat what's there. If you want a snack later, it's vegetables. There's a bunch of vegetables in the fridge. Those are your options. So what was interesting more so is that the longer that Bryce, my husband, ate well, he realized that good food could actually taste good. Mm -hmm. Good food made him feel good. And that, I think, was more so the turning point for him is when he realized how he could and should feel when it was all determined on the supplements that he took, how often he was exercising, the quality of food he was choosing to put in his mouth. So that was kind of the turning point. Now are there times that he's like, maybe not necessarily the perfect? Absolutely. But that's good. It's not, you know, lunch the other day. I had made some egg salad, like just like egg salad, and I put it on a bed of lettuce. And he was like, do you want some grilled cheese? Now, in a good, better, best scenario, it was gluten-free bread and organic cheese. <laughs> but like he chose a grilled cheese. And I was like, thank you so much for the offer, but I'm going to have my like egg salad salad. So we just make different health choices. But I'm, am I grateful that, but I'm, I made some green juice and he had a glass of green juice with that in a good, better, best scenario. And so I have, I do a lot of like nutritional counseling with people. And they said, that's the hardest part is that they want to make these changes, but their spouse is not necessarily on board. And the thing that I mention, which is probably one of the least popular, is that they're an adult. They're an adult. They don't have to eat what you eat. Mm -hmm. So if they don't want that, then that's fine. Then they can fend for themselves. But there's a certain point in an individual's life where they look at it and say, gosh, I really need to make this change. And I'm going to make this change. And so they invite that spouse to be a part of it. And that spouse can make that decision on if it's something that they want to use as a marriage builder together or if they want it to be something that puts a riff in their marriage. And it's unfortunate that it comes to that. But I mean, when you sit down and break bread together, if you're not doing that as a married couple, it becomes hard. Yeah. And so I think leading by example, you know, and that too, I respect my husband's decision. And so when we had different types of food that we would eat or new recipes, we'd always um, we'd always touch base. What do you think? And the options were nope. And nope means there's not anything that you can change in this recipe that would ever make me want to eat it again. Um, yes. Like it's going in the, the virtual Rolodex. It's like we will eat this again. Or what would we change? Gosh, it was just really under seasoned or it was too salty or there's too much chili powder or it tasted really weird with this ingredient. We would keep it out next time or let's double the sauce or whatever that might be that you would change it to make that recipe more enjoyable the next time that you visit that. Yeah. And so that's been another one where we, we do it together. And so it's just an unfortunate one that my stance is probably more crass. Is that the word I'm looking for? Is that it's one where like, hey, they're an adult. If they don't want to eat healthy with you, then so be it. Them eating healthy with you, there is zero repercussions that come with that. And so you either want to be part of that journey with your spouse and your loved one, or you pick up McDonald's on the way home, and that's on you. Yeah. Got a minute left. Maybe somebody has listened to you for years, and I'll give you the rest of the show. And maybe 
the testimonies and the success stories and the drug-free warriors, maybe even nine and a half years into it, still sounds too good to be true. What would you say to that person? I don't know that we talk to that person very often because you get used to hearing the message on the radio and maybe you become numb to it. And maybe for some people, it's still too good to be true. Those people, I always wonder, what's your true hesitation? There's usually something why individuals never go to the doctor even though they know someone's wrong. Well, because they just don't want to find something. And you're like, no, 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 it's already there, right? Like your neck's hurt for 10 years. It's not like I'm going to all of a sudden, we're going to look and maybe take x-rays and be like, oh my gosh, today is the day you started 10 years of degeneration you've had. Like, no. But so we desire this solution, but your health is not by chance. It's by choice. I try to teach that to my kids. And that I always ask like individuals that we interview, if you could tell them something, what would it be? And they say, just go and see. Because listen, you can come into the office and say, hey, that was really great. And I am ready to make the next step for my health. Or you might come in and say, that is great. And I'm not ready to make the next step for my health. But regardless, you've lost nothing. You've gained knowledge. You've gained education. You've gained an avenue for when you're ready. But it's seeing what does that look like. But you can't do it from the comforts of your own home. Like you have to get out. You have to take action for that. Health is not by chance. It's by choice. And so you have to be, are you making decisions that would move you towards health or away from health? And so that's in every aspect. It's just cellularly the makeup of humans. So if you want solutions, you have to be proactive about it. Well, thank you for coming on Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne Schluter. (laughs) I don't know your outro by heart, but I'll do my best. It's uh, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, corner of 135 in Fairview in Greenwood, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853 for initial exam and consultation or greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. You can see a full archive of Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne Schluter at the Freedom 95 website, go to freedom95.us slash podcasts or look up Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne Schluter on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcast. And always remember your power is on. Did I do that right? <laughs> look forward to next week and always remember that your power is on. Uh. <laughs>